hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Shake Up Podcast. I am your host, Candice Harvey, and I am so looking forward to another one-way chat with you here today. Um, I say one-way chat because I was actually just talking to a friend this morning about the excitement and also the complete weirdness of starting this podcast. Like, I am literally, I said it in episode one, but I am in my office talking to myself. Um, I mean, I'm talking into a microphone in the hopes that you will actually listen and love what I have to say. It's a seriously odd concept when you think about it, you know, like talk, record and hope that people will listen. And I think especially as a coach or as just a human being in general, that we do, we are used to having a conversation with someone and the other person gives you some sort of idea that they hear you, they acknowledge you, they get it and they talk back. But a podcast, you don't get any of that. A podcast, you are just... You, yourself, and you talking into a microphone. I'm sure I'm going to get used to it, ladies and gents. I am sure. This is only episode two, and I'm sure by episode 37, this will just be normal. This will be my new normal. Let's, um, Let's hope for that. But today, I am really looking forward to this episode. This is a topic that I love talking to clients about, but this is also a topic that comes up quite a bit for a lot of people. It comes up when people aren't achieving what they, I guess, are expected to achieve. It also comes up when people aren't where they thought they would be. And it definitely comes up when people have a case of the comparisonitis and they're looking at how other people around them are are showing up and what other people around them are doing. And they start to kind of question, is the way that I'm living my life right or wrong? And the topic is how to know when to push or pause. Now, we live in a society that rewards being productive. You know, from a really early age, we learn that by doing more, we can achieve more. Yet we also live in a society that is talking more and more about looking after our mental health, being kinder to ourselves, slowing down and allowing ourselves time to recharge. So it's completely freaking understandable that we are now a bunch of people who are a smidge confused whether we should push ourselves harder to be more productive or let ourselves off the hook and be kinder to ourselves, whatever that means, right? Now, more on that a little bit later in the episode, like what does it actually mean to be kinder to ourselves? Because I think that this is something that we tend to say a lot or people say a lot or the social media says a lot. And it's, it's, what does it mean? What does it actually mean to be kinder to ourselves? So I'm going to talk a little bit about that later on the episode. So I think today, knowing when to push or pause is a really good topic. And I am sure you have thought about it yourself. You know, that should I push, should I pause at least once in your life? So let's get into it. Welcome to the Shake Up Podcast. I'm your host, performance coach and life enthusiast, Candice Harvey. Whether you're a business owner, an employee or none of the above, this Shake Up is for you. In this podcast, I'll be talking about all things human behavior, why people do what they do, but more importantly, why people don't do what they wish they could do, while sharing experiences, expertise, and mindset hacks, all of which helped me move from simply going through the motions to now living a life where I look forward to Monday. Yes, I'm one of those people. My full-time job is to support people, whether one-on-one, groups online, or in corporate workshops, to get themselves out of their own way, throw their excuses in the bin, achieve more, and feel better than ever before. So if you're ready for a shake-up, to learn something new and apply something different to your life that is simple, fun, and feels more like you, then you're in the right place. Before we get started, I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which I record this podcast today, 
home of the Gubby Gubby people and the Jinnaburra people, whose lands and waters we all now share. And I pay my respects to elders past and present. Now, most people I talk to are concerned that they're not pushing themselves hard enough. They either feel like they're not trying hard enough or they worry that they're just not doing enough. There's certainly a lot of, I don't know, what do we want to call it? Let's say traditional wisdom out there about the benefits of pushing yourself hard. You know, there's Benjamin Franklin who said there's no gains without pains, right? So we know that one. Um, Winston Churchill also said, if you're going through hell, keep going. (laughs) That's a good one to fit in some relaxation time, right? If you're going through hell, keep going. So we become wired with thinking that if we're not pushing hard enough and we're not working hard enough and we're seeming as though we're just not busy enough, then we're not trying. We're lazy. We are wasting time. And then with all of those feelings comes this big mammoth, I guess, overwhelm, right? And a bunch of unfavorable feelings and emotions after that. Now, I know for me personally, my default used to be that if I was worried or stressed about anything at all, I would just double down on my efforts and push myself harder towards what I wanted. And if I was actually left to my own devices, I would begin to obsessively go over my to-do list, like write a fresh one, you know, and you're like that, like you've already got your to-do list, but you decide like, I'm just going to write it all out again. And I'd completely ignore all my wants and needs. And I would just keep trying to power through telling myself the whole no pain, no gain. Like if you want big results, Candice, you're just going to have to push harder. Now, the problem with this no pain, no gain attitude is that it obviously has a downside, namely the pain, right? Like in my case, in addition to like the the normal discomfort of exertion, it inevitably would lead to exhaustion, to grumpiness. And then sooner or later, it's like anxiety. It can lead to depression. And then for a lot of people, you get insomnia stacked on top as well. I will never forget the first time I wanted to fire my coach. Now, it was a few years ago, and I was in the lead up to leaving my corporate job. So I was working my notice period. I appreciate this is a podcast, but just so that you know, I actually put up my bunny ear fingers, like quotation marks around the word working, right? Like you couldn't see that, but that's what I was doing. Working in quotation marks. Because really, I was just on the countdown to being in my coaching business full time. So I was doing what needed to be done at work. I was doing the bare minimum, ladies and gentlemen, and that was it. There was no discretionary effort happening from Candace Harvey. But I remember something happened and I, I think it had something to do with COVID, right? Of, of course, if it's a few years ago, COVID related. But my weekend of plans got cancelled suddenly, like all of them. So I was presented with this like free weekend and it was weird but super exciting because back then I never had free time let alone a free weekend, right? Like that was when I was still working in human resources, but I had my coaching business on the side. So I had very full life going on, right? But I had this free weekend. So I contacted my coach and I had this blank piece of paper and a great pen all ready to say to my coach, like, give it to me. I have this free weekend. What shall I do with it? Right? Like I was excited, but she could hear this panic in my voice that I was trying to cover up with enthusiasm because I wanted to fit in this whole weekend of work. Like give me things to do to better prepare me for the fact that in a few weeks I'm going to be a full-time business owner and I'm freaking out, but give me a list of stuff and I'll smash it out of the park. So she said, absolutely, Candice, this is what I suggest you do. And I was like, oh, this is so good. Like I am ready. This pen, this paper, give it to me. 
And then she said this four-letter sentence that I had never heard before, ever. This is what she said. Do nothing this weekend. I was like, pardon? Come again? I remember being both confused and super freaking annoyed. Like that didn't sound like a list to me. That sounded annoying. So she repeated it. Do nothing this weekend. She knew that my life was about to change in a really big way. Going from corporate to having my own business, she knew this was going to be very different for me. She knew that an extra weekend of doing stuff and pushing more stuff out the door wasn't really going to make a difference on the scale of things. But she had a feeling that me doing nothing this weekend was exactly what I needed. The thought for me, though, of doing nothing made me so uncomfortable. Like, what does one do who doesn't do anything? And my coach just told me to go with it and see what comes up. I honestly, I wanted to fire her on the spot and find myself a coach who handed out to-do lists. That's what I wanted. I just wanted a coach who handed out to-do lists. But I knew deep down that she was completely onto something. I knew when she said those four words, do nothing this weekend, that it was exactly what I needed. But I remember waking up on Saturday morning and it felt so strange. Like I didn't have a plan, you know, and I, I don't know if this is going to sound bonkers for some people, but I was someone who used to have a list for weekends. And I know I have some friends who used to roll their eyes at me so hard when I would talk to them about that, that they'd like see their brain, they'd be rolling their eyes that much. But I did. I'd be like, I'm going to go for a walk first. I'd have that written down. I'm going to do my hand washing. I'd have that written down. Then I'm going to go to the the supermarket. I'm going to do that. And then I'd come home and I might make some protein balls like this. I used to literally list it out, right? I don't do that as much anymore, but that's, I used to really do this, right? But come this weekend, I wasn't allowed to work. I wasn't allowed to make plans. I wasn't allowed to have a to-do list. Super rude. I just had to roll with the weekend. And I remember when I look back at that weekend, I cried a lot. I don't even know what I was crying about, but I cried a lot because it was really for me, all of a sudden I had this time and space to think, you know, I had this time and space to really contemplate, I guess, what I was about to do in these next kind of couple of weeks. And it was huge. I hadn't actually given myself time. So it was scary, but also crying was amazing because there was this emotion that was just sitting in my throat. You ever had that feeling where it like hurts, but you're not kind of letting it out. You're just letting it sit there. So when I had time, it all came out. I remember that weekend. I also unnecessarily snapped at my husband a lot, like a lot, the poor bugger. I remember at one point I looked over at him and he was cleaning out or sorting out our, one of our cupboards with our towels and our sheets. I know there's a name for it. That's why I'm stopped. Linen cupboard. There's the fancy name. Pretty sure it's called a linen cupboard. But anyway, he was sorting it out, which I know to everyone listening could sound like a really lovely thing for a husband to do. But I snapped at him because I was like, what are you doing? Like, I can't sort things out. Why are you sort? None of this makes sense. And I remember him looking at me like I had two heads, but he knew what my assignment was for this weekend, that his wife was going to be doing nothing that she's not used to doing. So bless him. He just went with it and ended up saying, I'm going to go and journal. He was like, I think that's a really great idea. You should definitely go and journal. So I journaled a bucket load and that was the best thing I could have done because so much just came out, all my fears, all my worries. And like, it always happens to me when I journal, I get to the bottom and I'm like, oh my God, I'm fine. I'm absolutely, I'm more than fine. I'm great. Happens every time with journaling. It's just, it's magic sometimes journaling. I ended up reading that weekend and 
that was kind of it. I went for walks that weren't planned. I used to schedule in my walks. And come Monday, I remember waking up and I was like, oh, shit, I feel really good. I really needed that time to pause. I now talk about that weekend as the weekend I did nothing and it was the beginning of everything. Like that's how I remember that weekend. Doing nothing was the beginning of everything for me because I've found since that weekend that when I allow myself to stop trying so hard, when I rest and relax and take it easy, I often get more done than when I tell myself just to go, go, go and keep going. And I absolutely enjoy life more when I give myself time to relax, even though I am still working on the R word, everybody like relaxing is not my forte, but I'm definitely getting better at it because I see and know the value. So the question is, and my question is, is when like the going gets really tough, how do you know whether to push harder or let yourself off the hook? And the answer is knowing what's called for when that's the answer. It's knowing what's called for when. I've actually seen people say they need to push themselves and then they spend the next few days sitting in front of their computer screens and being extremely freaking unproductive, which is absolutely wasted effort and time, right? But I've also seen people say they need to pause and then they spend the weekend catching up on Yellowstone and then come Monday they feel exhausted, which can feel like paralyzed procrastination. They were pretending to relax when really they were just avoiding doing the thing that they probably should have been doing. So it's not only a matter of knowing what's called for when, it's a matter of doing what's best for you, which is about asking yourself what future you would want you to do. And I use this question with my clients and myself all the time. What would future you want you to do with your time right now? Or what would Candace at 5pm want you to do for Candace at 9am right now? Like as an example... If you haven't been to the gym all week and you're thinking, oh, should I make myself go to the gym tonight or should I just let myself chill out again? Like what would future you prefer you to do? Or maybe you've just had a huge day at work, massive, got so much done, but you didn't get anything done on your to-do list like you were hoping to get done. And you're thinking, okay, do I work into the night and get a big chunk of it all done tonight and maybe be a bit tired tomorrow Or do I spend time with the family tonight, get an early night and start at it again tomorrow? What would future you prefer you to do? Now, it's not a straightforward answer, knowing when to push or pause. But the fact that you think about it, as opposed to just doing one or the other, is often a great start. Sometimes we do need a bit of a rocket to get moving and get done what we're busting to get done. And sometimes we need to remind ourselves that resting is part of it, that pausing can be better than pushing. Because so many times the pause has actually enabled me to feel rejuvenated to then get back into it without feeling like it's a push at all, which is really freaking cool. So just by choosing the pause actually eliminates the push. It's so important to remind ourselves that even as an example, that you actually don't get strong by lifting weights. Resting is an important part of that process. So you can't just lift weights and be strong. You've got to be able to rest as well. Easing up doesn't necessarily mean we're giving up on our intentions or even slowing down the process. It can actually be the most efficient and effective way to get to where you're trying to go. And easing up, just for clarification, I feel like I need to put this in here. Easing up does not mean then picking up your cute phone and scrolling for two hours. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I see you. 
a pause. I mean, I don't see you. I'm recording a podcast, but you know what I'm saying, right? A pause is something that is going to like fill your cup. A pause is something that will recharge you. A pause is something that will, I don't know, get you fired up to do the thing that you're needing and wanting to do. And with ease, that's what we want. And I want things to feel hard. I want them to feel easeful, right? So pause and go for a walk. Pause and have a cup of tea. Pause and read a book. Pause and call a friend. If I say pause once more, I'm losing like all concept of the word. You know, you say things over and over. Yeah. But in terms of being kind to yourself, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, regardless of whether you decide to intensify your efforts or if you decide to slow it down, just considering one or the other is a great place to start. As human beings, there is no definite right way or definite wrong way to do something. You know, one day you're going to feel stoked with yourself that you pushed yourself that little bit harder and got yourself to the gym. And then on other days, you're going to love yourself for forcing yourself to pause and chillax, even though you could have smashed out everything on your to-do list in one night and got it done by 12 p.m. You want to go slowly. You want to allow yourself to, to take a lot of breaks. Let yourself take one small step after the other. You know, like don't take on more than you can while still enabling yourself to look after yourself. So today and moving forward, whether you start to feel frustrated, challenged, or all of a sudden feeling not where you want to be, ask yourself, is this a push or pause moment? Ask yourself what future you thinks you should do. And if you're in doubt and you just have no bloody idea what is best or what you actually need, pause. Go for the pause. Get yourself recharged and then go back in again. So that is it for today's episode on the Shake Up Podcast with Candace Harvey. I would so appreciate it if you could hit that subscribe button and leave me a five-star written review because I would absolutely love that. That would be the best. Apparently, it's the reviews that help me to get in front of more amazing people who every now and again, oh God, I was doing so well with that last sentence, then I just went, it's the reviews apparently that help me to be able to help other people who every now and then need a smidge of a shake-up. That's what this podcast is all about. So until next time, have fun and shake things up.